on the Christmas Eve edition of the wrestling podcast about nothing. The jolly old kingpin is here, and he's bearing gifts. Not only is he bringing an interview with TK Orion and Vinny Marcellia from the kingdom in Ring of Honor, but it's a Christmas miracle. We've gotten the go-ahead, we're cracking open the vault, and we are sharing some of our lost interview with current NXT champion Tommaso Ciampa. Christmas miracle, Mike. I'd say it's more of a festivist miracle. It's like everything rolled into one, Brian. Plus, we've got our final holiday-themed segment, your promo about Navidad, and so much more. But first, tell him, George. I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dimension? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to the wrestling podcast about nothing episode 140, a production of Crackpot Podcasts. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extinct... Hey, what the... What the are, you re- are we recording right now? Yes, we are, we are recording. Yes. <clears throat> Why are you whispering? You feel like... Are you low energy? Do you, you hung over? <laughs> can, you, can you keep it down a little bit, Brian? I, I don't know what the hell's going on. Why, why, does this, why do you suck right now? Brian, it's Christmas Eve. Yeah? The kids are all snuggled in their beds... Visions of sugar plums dancing in their heads. Things are happening. We don't want to disrupt the sleep. We want Santa to come. We want to leave the oh, gifts. And we want to have a great oh, Christmas. Oh, friggin' boy. Here we go. So, so, let, so let me get this straight. I, I, think, I, I think I know what's going on here. What's that? Um, we're recording remotely. Yes. You're home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm thinking a, a, certain little, a certain little human being is uh, sleeping currently. A little Christmas elf, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So can I ask? A, can I ask a question, Mike? What's that? You're, you're at your house. Your child. Your child is sleeping, and uh, you know you're whispering. Why is it that when you're at my house and uh, you know my kids are sleeping and we're recording, you scream at the top of your lungs? Well, I mean, you have a little bigger space. Uh, I mean, they're upstairs. It's like a whole different level. There's like lots of wood and 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 stuff. Uh, you know, they get a ceiling, you get a floor, hmm. and there's like so much. There's probably insulation oh, and stuff. Boy, here so. we go. Hold on, hold, hold on one second, Mike. Ready? What? Hey, hey, kid, get your ass up! <laughs> Goodness. Did that do it, Mike? Did that do the trick? Please keep it down. Keep it down. <laughs> I didn't even get a chance to introduce you, Brian. Well, it's because you're you're sounding stupid. <laughs> Independent Matt Wars, you're going on a wrestler, Mr. Inside Edition, it's Brian Malonis, and okay, I have to hand it to you, Brian, you've really done it this time, you've done it again. I always do it, man, I'm the man, that's why you have me on this podcast. You come bearing gifts. I do, I do, uh, I, uh, I called in a, a rather large favor for us, uh, I, I like how we're always transparent with the fans, fully, fully transparent, you got a lot going on, I got a lot going on, mm-hmm. um, we our original plan was to uh, go to the New England Pro Wrestling <laughs> Academy Christmas party and talk to maybe a, a number of uh, the luminaries there. 
Yes. Um, that didn't happen. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we had to call in one of the big guns. You know, we recorded an interview with Tommaso Ciampa before he was signed with WWE. Yeah, this is just like the, the infancy of this podcast. Mm-hmm. But due to the, you know, um, yeah, just do a lot of things and not wanting to make waves. And he, I think he probably signed his contract a, a month or two after. But but it, it was kind of already, you know, he, he, he had good things happening with them and... You know, out of respect for that, we didn't want to release. But I did. Uh, I did talk to our good buddy, uh, mm-hmm. and because it was, uh, you know, because it was recorded before he was an official NXT superstar, uh, he he's comfortable enough to let us use, uh, you know, some of the some of the clips from it. How about that? It's excellent, and some great stories that he told. I mean, I have a tough time even recalling it was recorded so long ago but i get the feeling there's going to be one about his old man and me yes i'm sure lots of stuff about uh chaotic wrestling and the way he came up uh before he went to wwe so uh it's going to be a great interview and i'm really glad that we were able to kind of dust off the old reels open up the vault and share this thing finally with the fans yeah this is very exciting stuff uh it's not every day that uh, you get to have comments directly from the. Uh, well, I mean, he wasn't the NXT champion at the time. He, he was an independent wrestling superstar at the time. But you get the point. You get the gist of it. Uh, nobody else is uh, giving you the gift of uh, Tommaso Ciampa for Christmas, but the, the but the WPAN. Yes, and even on top of that, I mean, we've got a side of the kingdom. Yes. You get Tommaso Ciampa as your main course. That is your turkey. That is your Christmas ham. And then you have just the mashed potatoes that is the kingdom. Vinny Marsalia <laughs> and TK Orion. They are a couple of mashed potatoes, aren't they? <laughs> no, those guys sat down with me uh, in Bethany, Connecticut. We didn't uh, we didn't shoehorn it into the episode last week. I kind of sprung it on you that I was uh, that I was interviewing those guys. So uh, and, and uh, you know. Ed- editing and all that good stuff, but we didn't want it to get lost in all that was going on last week. Yeah, so good some uh, great little sit down, quite just a quick ten minute thing, uh, you know, with the kingdom talking about final battle. Really fun conversation. We'll have both those guys on individually, probably at some point, I would assume. Yes, and uh, you last week you checked in uh, on the episode. I was with Brian Fury, but you were on the road. We, you know, the final battle, Philadelphia, uh, Connecticut, and you recorded. It seemed like you were in the midst of a hailstorm. What was going on there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, both times I recorded in the car, uh, which which. Both times, it turned out that that was kind of like my only option both times. It was just a hectic weekend. Um, it was just torrential downpour, and um, I didn't listen back to the audio or test it. I, I just kind of sent it to you, and then when I listened back, I was like, oh, man, I, I, I didn't think my microphone would uh, pick up the rainstorm that was going on, but uh, it certainly did, so... It certainly did, and uh, you know, apologies. There's some good stuff in there, but I mean, I can understand if people are a little uh, taken back by the quality. It's not the quality that they're used to expecting from the wrestling podcast about nothing. Joe Morata texted you, Michael. Is no, this is, what, is, what, is this what happened? Is it your little gel shock? <laughs> Joe, Joe's been browbeating you. I know you guys are uh, pals and everything. You never, you never know. You never know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you did talk about final battle. Uh, you know, in the midst of the tsunami that you're in um the mood backstage with all that's going on with the the comings and goings of roh was there like a a tenseness was there like uh a like a melancholy feeling what was the mood backstage for final battle in philadelphia the next night 
I mean, uh, I mean, final battle was, just, I mean, final battle was definitely, I think just business as usual. Um, mm-hmm. everybody was really focused on just, you know, it's the biggest show of the year, biggest pay-per-view of the year. Um, I think there was some angst about ladder war, at least from, at least there was for me knowing, knowing the participants in it and the links that they were probably willing to go. I was, I was terrified for them. Um, <laughs> You know, so final battle was really to me business as, as usual. Uh, you know, Philly definitely there was like a, I don't want to say melancholy, but like you know, like a sadness. Like you know, anything, anytime somebody is leaving, everybody, everybody gets sad. And yeah, I, I think there was a, a feeling of, of of just like oh, you know, the, a bummer that these fellows were leaving, but uh, it was a good atmosphere too because um, everybody stuck around to the end. Um, to say their goodbyes and uh, got to share a few words with uh, with those fellows before they left as well. Just kind of thanking them for uh, you know for that match we had uh, in Philadelphia a few months back and and all those good things and um, you know really enjoyed. Um, and I, I talked about it last week and I don't think I've ever before last week I don't know if I'd ever really shared my my sentiments on it. But uh, I'm bummed that they're leaving from a number of standpoints. But uh, they were they were really good guys. I really enjoyed sharing the locker room with them. Um, and uh, I know I've seen some things, some weird things reported out there about them in the locker room. Um, but they were uh, nothing but a pleasure to be around in the locker room from from my standpoint. So ROH going forward, is there like? uncertainty with the rest of the guys what what's the feeling going forward with ROH into 2019 I think it's I think it's business as usual man it's uh Ring of Honor has survived um you know how many people leaving in the past and I I think there's a feeling of excitement um that you know anytime somebody leaves especially guys in top spots there's opportunity so for any anybody in that locker room myself included not to be excited um about uh, the opportunity that's uh, available to us right now I I think you're crazy I think it's it's a wonderful time to be in that company and like I said Ring of Honor has lost um you know not not to underscore the magnitude that those guys have had uh, on Ring of Honor but there have been plenty of guys um you know plenty of top talents who have left that company before and the company still you know rolls on and becomes bigger and better so i wouldn't expect anything less all right well speaking of opportunities brian there is still an opportunity for people to get the greatest christmas gift of all besides you know the interview we have coming up with tommaso champa tickets to astromania they're on sale now they certainly are. AstromaniaLSW.com. They're selling well. Uh, floor seats are moving much quicker than I would have thought for an event that's still three months away and that, hey, we haven't even announced all that much talent. And uh, so I don't even think we've announced one match yet. And, and we haven't even put out a poster yet. So um, just a really great response. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about the response and, uh, you know, what that's going to mean for, you know, for hopefully, hopefully that event. Um, you know, it also it also helps when you have uh, you're working with a charity is the wrong word, but a party that is is excite also excited about the event and and working hard to promote it and push it as well. So uh, in the past, working with Chaotic with on a few events uh, where the other, the party that was uh, trying to raise money wasn't exactly a willing participant. <laughs> weirdly enough, so yeah, it's always like strange when. You book a building and the building doesn't really care. <laughs> they don't want to fill the place up. They don't want to make money. 
Yeah, yeah, it, it always baffles me. But uh, Pinkerton is, is an un, has been an unbelievable partner so far, and yeah, this is this event's going to be a big success. I'm excited for it. We get lots of uh, lots of good things um, that we're going to announce here, you know, soon. Um, you know, just trying to time and think about uh, when I want to announce certain things. But uh, let's just say we got big things, big things happening. And uh, have you thought any more about that offer I made you, Mike? Which offer is that? To to come be a referee on the show. I mean, that's se- I can't offer you the senior official role. You know, that's that. You know, that's you, you haven't been around in a while. So I think that would be. You know, you know. I, I don't. I don't know your. I mean, if you have an updated tape, you could send me. The last time I saw you in a ring, you were blowing up. So <laughs> yeah, I'll get the uh, VCR out and put something together. A highlight package, a music video. I'll get that right over to you. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> we're a few of the guys still left around that. uh probably could actually put a highlight reel on vhs so oh yeah oh yeah um so astromania lsw.com i believe is the website right it is yeah and that's and it's in march the 30th saturday march the 30th Derry, new hampshire uh you know hey if you're from out of the area make some plans come stay in new hampshire come to this show it's gonna be great so i mean you could basically go over there right now buy the tickets just print out that receipt put it under the tree for the kitties Exactly. Well, you can actually print out the ticket, Michael. I mean, this is very, oh. yeah. This is this is high tech stuff, man. You can print up the ticket at home. You can have it shipped to you. You can have it left at will call. You can even have mobile tickets, Mike. Unbelievable. How about that, huh? Astromania is just taking it to the next level. Yeah, absolutely, baby. All right, baby. You doing my babies now? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian. One more thing before we get to I think we're going to go to the kingdom. Uh, TKO Ryan, Vinny Marcelia. But you posted something this past week I wanted to just uh, get a quick explanation of. Sure. You posted on Facebook, Twitter, everywhere. You said, sometimes the level of silliness in independent wrestling even (laughs) baffles me. I have no time for it in my life. Simple solution, eliminate it. So who are you murdering? (laughs) I didn't murder anybody, but uh, you know, for, for those of you on Twitter, there was a brief announcement that we did make that was that was pulled back very very quickly you know for astromania just i here's the thing i want astromania to be a um i want it to be a success obviously but i want it to be fun uh, i want i want everybody involved whether it's the the fans the wrestlers the event staff whoever to come away from this the, uh, having have had lots of fun feeling like a like it was a celebration of wrestling um so i was trying to involve some different parties into it and there's just a level of silliness and lack of understanding that what we do is a complete and utter work it's all fake (laughs) in the grand scheme of things it doesn't matter it's all it's all in fun and uh uh, you know, there was some discussions, and and I and I just put an end to it. I said, you know, what? I'm not dealing with this. Uh, we're we're just not going to work together. Uh, and it's as simple as that. I'm I'm not going to deal with silliness when it comes to anything, especially when it comes to a show that I'm trying to run. That it's going to be fun. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, people listening are in the know. You 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 know what I'm talking about. Um, people who are not, just put it this way: the way I do business and the way I think you can be successful in doing business is is eliminating drama and foolishness and i saw some drama start to happen over something that was very silly and i eliminated it i said you know what we're not going to do this we're not going to uh, offer this partnership or have this partnership anymore um uh, i want this to be fun michael i want everybody involved to have fun and if there's the possibility for somebody to be involved and they're not going to have fun then i just say stay home 
Don't be involved. How's that? So you're answering the sub tweet with a sub podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to. I, I don't want. To, I don't want to directly bury anybody or, or negatively impact um, things that they're trying to do. So okay. uh, I'll. I'll, I'll leave it at that. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't mind explaining myself a little bit, but I, I certainly don't want to potentially harm anybody's business, if, if that makes any sense. I got you. Well, if you want to impact Brian Malonis's bottom line, you can go to brianmalonis.com and get a t-shirt, correct? You can, Mike. And, uh, you know, well, I guess at this point, really, you would have to just print up the receipt and <laughs> say it's on, it's on the way. <laughs> but, uh, you know, hey, you know, get get it in time for the new year, maybe. huh? I think that would look great uh, on New Year's Eve. Certain to get you a kiss on uh, on New Year's <laughs> Eve at midnight. Uh, new year, new shirt. <laughs> yes. And, uh, hey, you can also support me uh, by going to the uh, Ring of Honor Pro Shop and getting a new Bouncers t-shirt, which, uh, from what I understand, selling selling pretty well. And you got your hands on your own T-shirt uh, last week, right? I do. I, I have it in hand. Oh my goodness! You just standing there with microphone in one hand and the shirt in the other. <laughs> yeah, that's how I'm recording this podcast right now. <laughs> it's good luck charm. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, our, our good luck charm is our website for the podcast, which is the WPAN.com. That is the WPAN.com. You can listen to the podcast through the website, subscribe to your favorite uh, podcast platform, find our social media links. We are at the WPAN on just about every social media platform. Plus, there are our personal bios, photos, and I, I'm sorry that I missed, Brian, our schedule photo shoot. Uh, like we said, there is a lot going on, and uh, so I'm sorry to say, no nudes for Christmas this year. Well, none, none from you, but uh, you know, oh. slide into those DMs if uh, you want some of me, <laughs> or all of you, <laughs> <laughs> the all together, if you will. Yes. All right, we'll go to the WPAN.com, the WPAN.com, or go to at Brian Malonis and hit up those DFs. Uh, finally, <laughs> Putting Over Podcasts is the Facebook group where we're talking about all wrestling podcasts. Just go to Facebook, put in the search bar, Putting Over Podcasts, find us, add yourself, and we will talk to you about all of the podcasts out there in the wrestling landscape. All right, Brian, it is time to go to your little interview, your little soiree that you had with TKO Ryan. Vinny Marcellia, two-thirds, I believe, of the Ring of Honor six-man world six-man tag team champions, correct? They are, and they won't be whispering. Don't worry, folks. <laughs> All right, let's head over to that right now. I'm at uh, NEW in Bethany, Connecticut, but uh, good news. Uh, I have some friends here from the world of Ring of Honor. Uh, so we're at NEW, but I'm going to be sitting down with a couple of Ring of Honor guys here. Uh, guys I know well, you guys know well. Uh, the Kingdom. They actually happen to be my, you know, one, uh, one, one of the teams that me and the Bruiser face. I'm here with TK Orion and, uh, Vinny Marseglia. Did I say that correctly? Marseglia, Marseglia, either one's good. <laughs> yeah, it's, title, it's, you know it's, what right, I mean? it's right either way. He's not picky, but thanks yeah. for having us on, Brian. I've been looking forward to coming and chat with you on your podcast for a while now, so thanks for having to sit down with you, dude. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I've been chasing down people, and uh, Crockett uh, always wants me to do these on-the-road things, and people seem to like them. So, um, I, and I don't, I don't know for you guys, but for one of the coolest things, I mean, I think for me the last year, not only just being in Ring of Honor, but the fact that I get to be there with you guys and Taven and Flip and all these guys 
guys that I've known for years and both of you have known almost since day one of your career. So I think that's so, it's so cool. There's so many of us from this area. Dude, not only that, man, but uh, so at, at final battle the other night, you know, you and Bruiser were making your entrance, you're coming down to the ring and you guys come down from the bar. And you just had this moment. You stood up on like a chair, put your hands up, be like New York City. And I could just tell, like, uh, just the look on your face, man. Like I could tell, like you felt like, you know, man, damn it, I'm here. You know what I mean? And it was, it was cool for us too. It was especially cool for me, I'm sure, for Vinny as well. But it's cool, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Like uh, it's funny because Ryan, I've known you for God, a very long time. Jeez, what, like 2010? Yeah, man. I don't know. Like I feel like you were a kid when I met you. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, very confused kid. <laughs> but yeah, man. Like, we'll have to have you back another episode to talk about that. That's going to be a long episode. So let's, let's just do this for now. But yeah, man, uh, same thing when you came out, you know, and just just being able to, you know, and, and you and I, like like we always talk about, we never had the opportunity to actually get in the ring with each other. Uh, so, you know, being in the Hammerstein and having me and you work for the first time was pretty cool, man. And like I told you at the show when I mentioned it to you about like when I was in the ring <laughs> and I had that like quick moment where I slid in there, looked at you before you squashed me, uh, just being like, wow. Wow, this is really cool and like you know it's, it's cool to to have another person from our area you know as part of ring of honor so absolutely man it, it's it's awesome man that, that like we got a pretty good you know there's pretty good solid group from our area that are there right. now and it's pretty pretty awesome you know yeah, and you really think about like the it's kind of runs the gamut of all like the the different kind of factions for lack of a better yeah. term within new england but you guys both kind of being from ryan drew spike dudley top rope promotions yeah, i'm kind of like the old guard of chaotic somebody like flip is is from you know the brian fury era of of chaotic so it's like it's like it runs the gamut of like all these different you know it's crazy it is and it, and i think i think new england doesn't get credit at least not enough for being kind of a hotbed for wrestling in that like you know you hear a lot about you know this state or this area or or, or you know you gotta be here but but new england's producing top level talent i mean all these dudes in ring of honor i mean we've already said the names um all from the new england area that cut their teeth out here and i think it's a special time i really do I talked about a little bit. I did. A, I talked a little bit earlier. Uh, did a, it was like one in the morning last night where I recorded by myself in my car ride, um, <laughs> but kind of talked about the elephant in the room of, of the of the exits from Ring of Honor. But the way I just look at it, it's like, hey, um, that's part of the wrestling business. It's been part of the, people leaving territories. Have been a part of the wrestling business forever, and it just creates more opportunity exactly. for those of us who are going to be there. Exactly, exactly what you said. Like people come and go all the time. I mean, we've been wrestling for a long time, and we see that. But like before Ring of Honor, we've seen that. We've seen so. How many people have you seen coming to wrestling? And then, it's, and then they disappear. Look at the WWE right? roster. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. right. It just happens all the time, man. And then it's just like a you know vicious cycle that just keeps kind of going. And then, you know, like like you said, like and then the next you know group of guys, it's you know them for the take, pretty much. Like you know, and they get the the more opportunities, you know. So and we get to do cool things like wrestle each other at the Hammerstein Ballroom. Yeah, I mean, it kind of felt like our for for you know not for nothing, but it kind of felt like our our match at Hammerstein was like, well, this could be like. We could the three of us, you know, best friends, you guys and, and us, the bouncers, could be um, that match could be for the world tag team titles at some point. Like it felt yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, it did. It did. It had. It had. It had like. It had a big feel to it. Like and at it some did. point, I'm sure it will be. I mean, like you said, man, things are changing. And Ring of Honor, I think, has been elevated as a company to this point where we, we won't, we'll never rebuild. We'll just reload. And uh, I think in 2019, we'll reload with guys like the Kingdom, the Bouncers, Best Friends, and, and more guys will come in and more guys will rise up. And 
Uh, I think it's just going to be an exciting year, man. I think it's really something. I think, I think so it'll too. be a big year for all of us and for other guys as well. Yeah, I feel like Ring of Honor is uh, going to be A-OK in like 2019. Absolutely. I yeah, I mean, nothing for nothing, but when we a few months ahead of us here, we got, uh, you know, no matter who's going to be there, there's 17,000 tickets sold for, uh, for a little show that's happening on that's April 6th. Right. At, a, at, a, at a cute little building in New York City that right. he made hard. Quaint little place. Yeah, quaint right. little place. <laughs> a little building down the road. Yeah, just a little, you know, you know, take you know? a left at the light. Yeah. You, you know, you might miss it's it. between like a convenience store and like a shoe store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's mind blowing. I mean, I think about the, the first Ring of Honor show like ever was part of, oddly enough, was I did a, I did a, lumberjack spot. I was like extra talent for Homicide and Brian Danielson. But it's probably in front of like 200 people in some shitty building in Dorchester. And now like in four months, you know, the three of us potentially wrestling in front of 17,000 people. It's mind-blowing. It really is, man. It's it's an unbelievable thing. Yeah, that's going to be that. That's just something else, that whole thing. That's like... Like, you know, we've talked briefly about it just being like having the opportunity to like perform there too. And it's just like, that's going to just be amazing, incredible for, for, for anyone, you know? It's and just the, awesome. the show itself has this amazing aura and mystique around it. We don't know. Right. Don't, there's no matches. Yeah. In the we don't really yeah. Know. It's just <laughs> Yeah. It's so just it's got this like, very cool, like, it's exciting. You know, you yeah. can feel it. And I think uh, it's going to be a pivotal moment and probably the pivotal moment in Ring of Honor history. Uh, yeah, I I agree, and I'm 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 obviously ecstatic to be there, and uh, this year has been uh, be incredible. Vinny has been, you know, many of the time the, the voice of confidence for me, uh, assuring me everything's going to be okay. Yeah. So you know, and I appreciate that. But it, but like I said, it's, I think the coolest thing for me, especially, uh, and you guys were right that moment when I stood up on the chair, like it was like that was like it was, it was like it was the, that felt like 17 years of like culmination it to that. Like, oh, yeah. It looked like it was. <laughs> it really did. Yeah, it looked, really did. It looked like it. Like in that moment. And you were like, damn it, I'm here. Look yeah. at me. Look and, at this guy. I'm here and I'm cool. enjoying myself. You know what I mean? It was awesome to kind of like to see that. You know what I mean? Because I'm in the ring when you're doing it. And I'm just like kind of like, you know, I'm doing my thing. But I'm also like, you know. Look at this guy. Yeah. yeah. Look like, at this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big horror cool. king smile. With his twisted pointy you. teeth. Yeah, you know the mean? people going, you know, nuts for you. It was, uh, it was cool. It was cool to see. That was a cool moment for you, I thought. Yeah. It was really cool. I'm sure you felt that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah, and like I said, just special to be in there with yeah. you guys because, you know, like I said, for Vinny, I've known you now for 10 yeah. years, but TK, I think I've known you almost since day one, you I know, know like, you and um, it's been cool to watch you guys grow and come up in, in the business and then yeah. surpass me and then finally, you know, like, yeah. all right, here I am with you. You always meet up. It's one way or another, yeah. if you're staying It's like it's a like, partner system. Like, someone's <laughs> got to lift you up, and then you reach, you help them up over you, and then they, <laughs> and so off you go. You know what I mean? It, 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 take, it takes time, and it, you know. And that's the cool thing about it. You know what I'm saying? Just to have kind of people to kind of, like, talk to you and kind of help you right. through, like, that kind of, like, you know what I mean? And yeah. just kind of motivate you and keep you, like keep it kind of rolling you know with you you know that's that's the coolest thing to kind of have people around you like that you know just positive about the situation that they're in or headed into it's cool you know i think that's a really cool thing it, it is the support the lock, system in the, in, the, in the ring of honor locker room yeah this you hit it yeah yeah the support mm-hmm. system in the ring of honor locker room is fantastic you know what i mean like i get along with everybody at that at that place it's like the coolest thing ever to work with a bunch of people like that you know a bunch of talented people like that mm. so it's it's cool it's a cool thing yeah so many guys are just so giving and willing to yeah. 
to, you know, give themselves. Like I think of coming through the curtain, whether it's where, whether it's a guy like, like Jay Lethal or if it's you guys seeing something or if it's the Briscoes or everybody's there and willing to help and pulling and, and pushing and, um, to try to make the product better yeah, and for the greater absolutely. good. And yeah. I think too, even with those long TV tapings, 90% of the roster is there till, um, the last until bell goes off. One in the morning if we have yeah. 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 So it's, it's really an incredible, I think, camaraderie. Yeah. Uh, it's the best locker room I've ever, I've yeah. ever well, been I mean, in. Yeah. I mean, think about it like this. I and mean, we had a marathon TV taping in Philly yesterday that, that went very long. I mean, we're talking five, six hour show. Six to, new, six to midnight. Six to midnight. <laughs> it was five hours. A solid five hour show. Uh, and, you know, the boys stayed up the whole time. Like, guys weren't, you know what I mean? Guys were trying their hardest to keep the crowd into it. And you, when stuff like that happens, you know, it's, it's tough as a wrestler, you know, when a show goes that, that long to keep people interested in things. But, damn, man, the guys in Ring of Honor sure can. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's pretty incredible that they're able to hold a crowd's attention that long. Yeah, and I think that speaks volumes about the product mm. that we're all part of, man. The level of talent. The level of talent. I, I think about... Um, and I'm sure you guys feel the same way with all, all the people you guys uh, have wrestled this past year I'm and in sure, and, and, and the time you've been there. It's just like, no offense to the other places you go or whatever, but when you get there, it's like it's the level. It's, yeah, it man. It is. It's another level and it's, it's, it's crazy. And it, uh, you know, it kind of, it, it, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a cool test, you know, yeah. like, you know, cause you got to do a bunch of different things. There's so many different people that, that you get in there with. So it's like, you know, to, to be able to, work with everybody you know it's it's just like it's, it's really cool you know on that level be able to work with everybody it's, 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 it's a results business yeah, too so it's, it's cool. like we're, we were the pre-show match on Friday night but we had to deliver in, in you know in the what we were supposed to do but we still had to deliver just like Ladder War did anyone just like else. Cody Absolutely. did anyone just like else. David and Dalton had to anyone else yeah and it just like, shows you like versatility goes a long way in wrestling in the sense of like you know we, we kick off the show uh, at Final Battle, and then the next day at TV, we all got multiple segments. You know, we got run-ins, singles matches, Titan match. It's just, it's, uh, it's a crazy thing, man. And it definitely, it definitely tests your, your, your skills as both like a wrestler and as a professional. Like, you know, how am I going to do this? How am I going to make this different? How am I, gonna, you know, it's, uh, definitely gets your creative mind going. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, we'll have to, uh, yeah, maybe have you on separately so we can do long form oh, and really yeah. dig into stuff. But I want to, uh, like I said, just coming off the weekend and yeah, uh, I think, I think, weekend. you know, how oh, special yeah. it was, just the whole atmosphere. But also Absolutely. again, I, I think wrestling there at my first final battle against you guys, like super special. So thank you, man. Thank that you guys. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thanks for coming on. We'll have to do this long form Absolutely. sometime. Absolutely please, will. Yeah, Absolutely. I'd love will. to come on. I'd, I'd tell you all my, my stories. <laughs> and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have a good time with it, man. Thanks Ma- for having us, Brian. Yeah. Maybe we'll have a bouncer's, uh, kingdom rivalry and, and, Twenty oh, uh, so in twenty nineteen. You don't want none of that. Okay. Imagine New York is one, but you, you don't want us all riled up. Oh, boy. We'll see. We'll see. Thank you guys. Thanks, Thanks Brian. All right, the kid's still sleeping, Brian. So I just want to say we want your feedback. Tweet us at the WPAN on Twitter with your take on this week's episode, your thoughts on our discussion with the kingdom, the upcoming discussion we're going to have, uh, the old school discussion we're going to have with Tommaso Ciampa. Use the hashtag WPAN, or you can call that voicemail line that is still available to you. Call 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. Get your voice on this show, 401-584-9726. Booking the territory. 
Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast with Mike Mills, Harbody Harper, Doc Turner, two times a week, Sundays and Thursdays. They talk about Smoky Mountain Wrestling. They also talk about the old Jim Crocker Promotions Saturday night show. MikeMills.Podbean.com is the website you can check out for more on Booking the Territory. Be sure to subscribe. And our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast. Joe Murata and Michael Quinn helm that show. It's a great look at old school professional wrestling. OVPPodcast.com is the website if you want more information. If you want to listen to our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast. A great podcast to check out. Another great one is Greetings from Allentown with PW, Peter Winson. He takes one episode of wrestling television weaves in his own stories and by the end of it you're trying to figure out are we still talking about wrestling here he brings it back to wrestling in the end though greetings from allentown at gf allentown pod on twitter and anywhere podcasts are available and finally the rundown wrestling podcast with jason stewart adam salzer all the rest over there on the rundown wrestling podcast feed so many shows all week long so make sure to subscribe and enjoy brian it's the holiday season, it's Christmas Eve, and you've got the final installment of, uh, do we decide on a name yet, what we're calling this segment? <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, it doesn't matter. We're at the final one. Who, who the hell cares? Who the hell cares, Mike? That's what it's called. All right. It's Kingpin's Christmas Corner. <laughs> All right. Here we go. <laughs> the final segment. What are we going to be talking about this week? Mike, I want to know what's at the top of your wrestling Christmas wish list this year. That's it. Very simple. So this year, basically heading into next year. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Why don't you go first, then? Okay. Okay. Hopefully you got something good to topic, because mine's pretty damn good. I think it's pretty pretty awesome. You're never going to be able to top this. Top of my wrestling wish list? Yes. The Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships. That's what I want under my tree from Chris Kringle, Michael. Really? One for me, one for the bruiser. I guess it's probably more likely to happen now than it was a few months ago. What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> <laughs> There's a little cleaning of house, you know. <laughs> what are you trying to say? You're saying we can't, uh, we couldn't cut the mustard before? No, I didn't say that at all. I didn't say that at all. But uh, you're implying the field is wide open now, is what I'm saying. Heading into 2019, it was always wide open, and and we're pretty goddamn special, Michael. Uh, you are, you are, and you're interacting with the fans at the bar. There's so much going on. Uh, the the people are getting on board, right? Yeah, I'm interacting with the fans on Twitter too. Did you see? Uh, did you see me uh, <laughs> quoting tweets this week, Mike? Holy Moses! Definitely turning over a new leaf for the new year. <laughs> Indeed. And you have access to the uh, you know the podcast Twitter as well if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> I have enough, enough trouble maintaining one. Okay. All right. Well, the top thing on my Christmas wish list, Brian, and you know I've given. You a hard time. I know. I'm <laughs> listening back to when you announced, uh, you know, that you're going to be running this show, Astromania, with LSW with Todd Sopel, and I said, "Why the hell would you do that?" I, I give you a hard time a lot of the times, and my wish is to see you on the card in Madison Square Garden next March. WrestleMania weekend, Saturday night. I want to see you on that show. I want to see you make your debut at uh, Madison Square Garden next year. Thanks, buddy. I feel like there's an ulterior motive behind this, like a free ticket or something. Though. I, I I don't think there's any tickets available, right? <laughs> well, you know, you're trying to weasel your way in. But thank you. This the sentiment is nice. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I do say see you there, but I, like I said, I probably won't be able to see you with uh, the place <laughs> packed out to the rafters. Maybe, maybe we can get you some media credentials, Michael. Ah, where there's a will, there's a way, King. Then. 
I'm pretty sure we could get you a media credential. I'm, I'm pretty positive about that. All right. <laughs> That's <laughs> excellent, excellent. But yeah, I mean, that'll be... That'll be the tops. <laughs> yes, so, that would be the tops. Something that, that, you know, I'm sure you never thought would happen, especially, you know, at this stage in your career, that you would find your way to Madison Square Garden, and I want it to happen. Thanks, buddy. Me too. All right, well, this is our final uh, holiday segment, and I don't know where to go from here. Oh, I know where to go from here. Where, Michael? Where? How about the biggest gift of all? Our gift to the listeners, the wrestling podcast about nothing. Santa Kingpin made it happen. He's opening up his bag of tricks. And we have for you our interview recorded just after we started this podcast with the one and only NXT champion, Tommaso Ciampa. You're going to be talking about that incident that you had with his father in chaotic wrestling, which is crazy, (laughs) nuts, and a lot of fun to hear. Uh, A lot of stuff about his coming up through the New England area before making to the big time. We're going to go back and listen over two years ago now to our buddy Tommaso Ciampa. So let's talk about... um your early gimmicks, your early thoughts, you went through a number of uh, characters even before you even got on shows, I think. you. The one I, uh, the, we always talk about is... Uh, Cutla. Tommy Cutla. Tommy Cutla. Savor the flavor. <laughs> yeah, so at that time, Tough Enough had just ended with Matt Capitelli. And I, I thought Matt Capitelli was the coolest dude ever. Like... He had cool blonde hair. It was curly. It was long. He was jacked. <laughs> he looked like a nice guy. He was like just a dude. And I was like, I, I just, I loved him on that show. And I read this uh, interview that he did. And it was, a, I think he was in OVW at the time, maybe. And he had pitched uh, Savor the Flavor as his character or something. And obviously they said no, because that's terrible. So I was like, well, I'll do it then. Well, they're not so I switched Savor the Flavor to Sava the Flavor <laughs> with an A at the end of each word and went Tommy Cutler because I'm a Boston kid with, a, at that time, a horrible accent. Wait, so um, it was Tommy Cutler with an A? No, no, no. It was okay. Cutler, but right. I, I would just say it Cutler. Right, right, right. Uh, but because uh, when I, for whatever reason, I, I don't know, like you, I think everybody does it. You write, like, I, I would write out all sorts of gimmick names and all sorts of stuff. And every time I wrote Save of the Flavor, for whatever reason, I'd write it S A V A, F L A V A. I have no idea why. <laughs> I just thought it looked cooler on paper than, than with a, or uh but yeah that that was the only one i remember because i remember coach would just refer to me as speed racer but it wasn't a gimmick it was just because i wouldn't slow down you did everything really fast i did everything really fast i had I'd forgotten ab- i had forgotten about that yeah i was a real like fast and that's again it goes back to football you're in school sports and everything that you learn your whole life is fast 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 and then all of a sudden you get to wrestling and you have to slow it down into like turtles pace so i didn't take to that i didn't take to anything very well in wrestling when i started right right, I was right. A slow i was a slow learner who's succeeded awfully fast <laughs> <laughs> so the the gimmick that did stick which wasn't really of your doing was <laughs> it was though it, it was well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it eventually you made it your own, very much so. But uh, Tommy penmanship, yeah, man. Um, and actually, I was on. I was in the car when this was actually hatched. When this name and gimmick was uh, devised, it was me. We were. Um, 
John Walters was going to final battle in um, 2004, I think, in December. It's like the day after Christmas. And me, Fat Pants, and Mucko all went with him to Philadelphia to see the show. And in the car, it just came up that, you know, this uh, sign, quote from Seinfeld. When we're here on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. Here we go again with the quote from Seinfeld where – uh, we just we'd always talk about this. He's got a beautiful penmanship. His his V is like a perfect triangle, yeah. like un- Uncle Leo uh, yeah. on Seinfeld. And this the, is the, Fat the, Pants Todd Sinclair, senior official ROE. Yes, thank you very another, much. Uncle was uh, his the... booking partner at Chaotic. Right, right, right. So, and uh, yeah, we we toss around we toss around the stuff in the car, and we yeah. came up with Tom. You know, you're Tommaso, and we there was a battle royal coming up in uh, the following month, and yeah. they needed a gimmick for you. And it was Tom. Okay, we well, at the time, the rib at Chaotic was everybody right. who there debuts <laughs> in a battle royal has a stupid name, and uh, and that's why I say I kind of did this to myself because right. I was given the dumb name of Thomas Penmanship, but I decided, like like you're taught, yes. when you start at day one, take every opportunity and make it you know a home run, and so I I created a backstory, I created a persona, I created. Everything for you, Thomas Benman show. You jumped in the deep end with both feet. It was <laughs> yeah, <time. laughs> and, yeah. And uh, if you had just done the one thing and, and half-assed it, and you know, you would have probably moved on and done something else. But the way you just took to this, you bought this frilly shirt. You had this um, this uh, grade school paper under glass yeah. that framed. said, "Yes, it was, it was a framed paper from grade school that had your." Penmanship lesson on it, and it had said like check plus plus. Was yeah, that? it was the uh, it was the paper it, it was the paper you used as a little kid where it was like bold line dotted line bold line right so that you knew lowercase would meet the dotted right, line right 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 you know so yeah I used that and I wrote the alphabet out capital A lowercase A capital B so on and so forth <laughs> and you got a quill and pen. then I, put, I used a red <laughs> marker and did check plus 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 uh, yeah quill feathered pen you just. Uh, Embraced this completely, and it just uh, took off. <laughs> if this were like if this were like 1994. Like WCW would have signed you up, and you'd have been like a you got like a main event push with that gimmick. I think uh, penmanship for me at this stage is like I, I view it as my dude love. Like I feel like if if the day ever came in the hypothetical world of pro wrestling where I was a big star for WWE and they wanted like that backstory vignette film, you know, that one hour special type thing. I would be showing my clips of Thomas penmanship <laughs> and then that would become like my alternate persona. It'd be Thomas Penn. Like it'd be, it'd, be, it'd still be me, but Thomas penmanship would be a whole different person. Just like dude love is to, you know, you get to come out to twice, Jack. get to come out twice <laughs> during the Royal rumble. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, I'm, I'm like this and, and like, the context of like indie wrestling and what we did at Chaotic, though, like your feud with Psycho was, was pretty awesome. Like, yeah, man, that was you guys did, one like, of my favorite feuds I did. And, yeah. Yeah. and then what the first uh, like a Psycho's Rules match, which was just this you for know, people who are listening who match. don't know, Psycho is this guy who plays like this crazy character and he's in a straight jacket. And Psycho's Rules match is basically the same as like a Ravens Rules match. The rules are anything. That Psycho Psych- wants. Yeah, Psycho yeah, wants. We had a, a milk and cookie break every every three <laughs> minutes, I think it was. Hey, Tommy Dreamer was the special guest referee yeah. for this, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think yeah, so. yeah. Yes. The first thing I ever did as Thomas Penmanship was at a Dr. Tom. We did a lot of Dr. Tom camps back in the day. Right. And Dr. Tom Pritchard was the uh, old 
uh, number one talent scout for WB for years in developmental. So he definitely, he knew his stuff. He was a good guy to learn from. And but we did a camp with him right before that battle Royal that I debuted and everybody had to do a promo introducing their character. I don't know if you guys remember this, but Thomas Penmanship's promo was telling his backstory. And the reason Thomas Penmanship was a wrestler is because he'd been bullied his whole life. And uh, after years and years of being bullied in school, he decided that the only way to be accepted by his peers was to, to put the penmanship aside, to worry less about his grades, and to start lifting weights and get himself in shape so he could punch the bullies in the mouth, uh, which kind of sounds good guy-ish, but he delivered it in a very bad guy way. Uh, and Dr. Tom loved that promo, and that's why, doc- that's why Thomas membership stuck. But because of that, I was given a microphone very early in my career, which other guys didn't like. I mean, there's so many guys who debuted at Chaotic at that time who never got a promo. And me and Arch Kincaid got promos every show pretty much. We've talked about Arch Kincaid a couple times on the show here. How much uh, did he contribute to your early development? Uh, in-ring, very little, just because we're different styles. Arch And Arch was never known for his in-ring work. Uh, but Ar- like Arch has had a very weird role in my whole life, you know, as far as wrestling goes, because... When I was a kid, I knew WB and I knew nothing else. Even ECW, I, I maybe saw three episodes late at night. I could never, and I just didn't know what time it would air. A lot yeah. of times on the guide, it wouldn't actually be on when it said it was on. So I was just a WWE fan or WWF fan, whatever. Nothing else. So independent wrestling to me was a blur. How to get into the business was, you know, who who knows. And I was at a Bally Total Fitness where I worked at the time, right after high school. And this guy would constantly come in and do late night cardio with a great tan, uh, <laughs> bleach blonde hair, reverse mullet. And I just, every time I saw him, I said, he has to be somebody. And I approached him one day and he put me on to Killer Kowalski's. Uh, and oh, so Chaotic before you Wrestling. even did anything, you met you met Yeah, him. I met I him before. Yep. So he's, he's the guy who, you know, got me into the door essentially. Oh. And, um, once I started there, you know, he wasn't there all the time at that point for classes, but he'd be there in and out. So that, you know, obviously he's the guy I'm going to talk to the most because I actually know him somewhat, you know, acquaintance wise. And then once the Thomas Penmanship character developed, the promo shtick of it was, I mean, it was just a ripoff of Arch Kincaid. He was the sexual intellectual. He spoke slowly. He overpronounced his words. It was exactly what Thomas Penmanship was, you know. And he knew, and I knew. I was just, I and I was introduced to the chaotic crowd as his protege. You know, we were never a tag team, but he managed me, or we seconded one another. Um, so in that aspect, a ton, you know. And we actually did our first ever WWE tryout together in Atlanta. Uh, my first ever wrestling match was in New Jersey, uh, not the Battle Royal, but like a singles match. And me and Arch took that trip together down to New Jersey. IWF? Yeah, IWF, Kevin Knight. Yep. And uh, so like, he, it, it's weird. He's just been a part of everything, you know? And to this day, we still stay in touch. He actually came out to Milwaukee recently and visited me for a couple days. Uh, but yeah, he was just like, he was like, uh, I guess, big brother in a sense, you know? And he never... He never treated it like, hey, I'm going to teach you the ropes or anything. But if he thought I was doing something that wasn't the right way to go about things, he would kind of fill me in, pull me aside. And for as much as, you know, everybody has their opinions, I know that, you know, Brian's not a big fan of it. <laughs> we, yeah, we've, it's, been, it's been expressed many times. Yeah, on and, I, and, you know, I, and I get it. He's, he's a tough guy to take in for sure. He's, he's always on and stuff. 
Uh, but I was just talking to somebody the other day about this, where they they were asking me they're they're uh, they're starting to do the whole indie thing with the traveling, and they were asking me, "What do you think of this promotion? This promotion? This promotion?" And my response to almost every question was the same, where it was like, "If the promoter and promotion likes you, it's awesome." But if they don't believe in you or have faith in you, well, then it, you're not going to have a good experience. And that's kind of how I view my relationship with Arch. Like Arch believed in me and took the time to talk to me and help me. So, of course, I'm going to love him. And if he treated me bad or if I had this one conversation with him or instance with him that, that rubbed me wrong, obviously, I'd have a whole different view on him. But I think that's fair to say about everybody in every job scenario with every person that they confront if the person even if they have a bad reputation if the person is great to you you know and me and arch you know we never clicked on like the relate to each other personal life thing but we, well, he's not a human being you, he's different. you, can, you cannot relate <laughs> there's unique. no other person yeah. alive that could possibly yeah. relate to him because he's he is unique. one of a kind but the cool thing man to this day he cares so much and you know uh keeps tabs on my career and like I could never say a bad thing about him because he's just, he's so helpful to me. It's just like, he has a, he has a good heart, you know, and he's had a lot of like weird moments in his life or weird. Like he's socially awkward, but to like the extreme, but to me, you know, he, he kind of just let his guard down. So I want to make sure we get in the, uh, the story between the two of you from from chaotic. How <laughs> oh, about the gentleman yeah. that just yeah. uh, pa- 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 walked pa- pa- in the door? Papa Whitney just walked in. He's home. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean <laughs> how's it going, Mister Whitney? So yeah, we 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 had a couple of different feuds in in chaotic wrestling. Yeah, chaotic wrestling again a common theme of this, and, and there was one. Um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you tell a story. I'll let you tell a story. From my memory, it was the the moment, and who cares what the feud was, but the moment that mattered most is we had an angle devi- uh, designed where after a match, I was going to uh, start getting beat down by this group of guys, and they were going to zip tie me to the rope. Uh, and me and Malonis were in the feud, so because he then saw me zip tied, he almost would see this as like an opening to attack. And he would attack through the back door of the venue. My brother throw him over the guardrail. Bring and my brother's not a trained wrestler this is, at all. This is, there's more devious this with you guys. Yeah, there is. <laughs> I'll get to. I'll get to. But just like the angle up front, uh, he would bring my brother in the ring, and and he would do like a he would do this back senton. So he would put the guardrail on my brother do a back sent on and I'm zip tied to the rope and I can't do anything to defend him. So that was the angle. Our hope was like to create a little sense of realism, uh, get a good buzz. So when we have our match, it's really heated and stuff. Uh, so I tell my brother, obviously my brother knows this is happening, but I have to bring my brother early to the venue, uh, into the school or whatever it was. So he could go over it because we have to teach him like, right. This is how to properly take this in a safe manner so you don't get hurt. So we go over the whole thing with him and my brother, I have no idea how he even did it, but he figures out a way to not let my, like not let my family catch on to what's going on. Uh, and when Brian attacks my brother, my dad (laughs) loses his, his, his SHIT. You can say it. Yeah. Shit, he yeah. just, and it, who knows why? I mean, he gets it. He's been, at this point, he's been around it for a year. So he gets that, you know, we all work together. But in his own words, he just, he thought, hey, sometimes people get caught up in emotion or whatever. And he thought Brian 
just might have had a bad day and got caught up with emotions. <laughs> so when Brian attacks my brother and brings him over the guardrail, my dad throws a punch at Brian. But people are all, you know, they're all in between. It's not like a clean thing or anything. But now people are, are like, like chaotic fake security is becoming real security trying to keep my dad back <laughs> brian is is eating it up as a heel like going through with the whole angle oh, yeah i egged him off yeah, yeah <laughs> did begging him to come in the ring uh my mother's there and she's has no idea what the hell's going on why, why is your dad so like mad and is this real is this not real is my is my brother being hurt uh Fans call nine one one. Ambulances show up to the venue. <laughs> Didn't like like you or Brad's friends were there or something, and they were like contemplating. I don't like jumping in the ring or something. I don't or, know if he had friends there. Maybe, or maybe not. they're your buddies or something. They seem yeah, to have some sort of. But it was not that they, they didn't like make that. any big scene though. But I remember after the angle, I took they they took my brother to the back, and I instantly pulled my car around to the back and left with my brother because I was like, well, if, if we have this. I don't want anyone to see us right. thinking that, you know, we're all just hanging out after. So we just took off. And uh, as we were taking off, ambulance was pulling into the parking lot. <laughs> and uh, it's footage from Chaotic that has yet no, to they ever won't, they be released release or seen. Yeah, the because <laughs> my dad apparently is going to sue them. Going to sue them. Yeah. Well, that's what that, my whole my whole, <laughs> my whole thing was. And it's, it's, it's literally the stupidest freaking thing in the world. They didn't release this at that. But this was the early days of probably like YouTube and stuff, too. So like <sighs> this would have actually this would have been something that went viral. Yeah. It was that nuts. And, and, and to boot, like the security guard in that corner was 14-year-old Ilya Markopoulos. <laughs> so it wasn't even like like a big security guard. It was like this 14-year-old kid. But like, and I, said, I remember saying to Jamie, I'm like, how, how, what is, he's going to sue you over what? Because he got worked by a wrestling angle? <laughs> yeah. like, I and he like, could care less too. Once he, once he realized what yeah, was going, it was could great. Care it, was, it was, one of, honest yeah. to God, one of the best things yeah. I think I've ever been a part of in, yeah. in wrestling because the moment and the emotion and everything was so And then the so next match, it worked real. out really well for you, you know? Yeah, the it was great. Thing. The unsanctioned thing, which we still get, they still bury all the miserable <laughs> douchebags that bury it. Yeah. But it was awesome and it was over. Yeah. So cry about That's it. That's all that matters. <laughs> All right, it's a miracle with all that, Brian. The kid is still sleeping. Can you believe it? Well, you've been whispering, and hopefully you uh, take some time and boost your friggin' audio. <laughs> I, I will. I will. Before I'll, releasing this. I do my audio things. Do you know? <laughs> I certainly do. Uh, all right. Well, Brian, it is just about time for this week's promo about Navidad. But before we get into that, you are hitting the highways and byways, crisscrossing this great nation of ours, plying your trade as a professional wrestler, and you got dates. I do got dates, Mike. I returned to action in 2019, January 4th, Friday night. Uh, chaotic Wrestling, Woburn, Massachusetts. I'm challenging for the Chaotic Wrestling Heavyweight Championship against JT Dunn. Um, I'm sure there will be some not-so-nice comments uh, dropping this week <laughs> that I recorded uh, at the New England Pro Wrestling Academy at the party this past Thursday. My thoughts on JT Dunn, him being the champion in the face of the company, and what Uh-oh. that means to me. So that'll be uh, uh, be on the lookout for that for that uh, little ditty. Uh, we'll have to release that after Christmas, though, so, so I don't end up on the naughty list. But uh, <laughs> but uh, it'll be uh, it'll be a fun match, and I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to being a four time Catholic Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. If if I win here, Mike, I feel like I'm going to Cold Fury. So yeah, I would think so. It's a clear path. Yeah, there's that, huh? Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then the following week, Mike, I'm heading to Atlanta, GA, Bad Street, 
January twelfth, center stage, Ring of Honor's International TV taping. Uh, the very next night, uh, I'm not sure if I'll be there, but I'll plug it anyways. Ring of Honor um, in North Carolina um, at the and Concord, North Carolina. That'll be streaming live on Honor Club. So head to ROHWrestling.com for tickets and info and um, info on Honor Club so you can see the, um, you know, see that uh, that big event. Uh, Ring of Honor is heading to Texas at the end of the month. I'm not sure if I'm on those, so I'm not going to spend too much time talking about them, but I'll be sure to give you a big update if uh, the Kingpin gets added to uh, the Texas loop. If not, on January the 26th, I'll be heading to Waterbury, Connecticut for Northeast Wrestling. Wrestling, um, part of their huge event in Waterbury that night. Check out northeastwrestling.com for tickets and card information. No matter what, if you're in the Waterbury, Connecticut area or the New England area, uh, you should be heading to that event because Northeast Wrestling always puts on just tremendous shows. So there's that. There's my January right now, buddy. All right. And if you want to book the Kingpin, fill up those dates, email Brian Malonis at Comcast.net or DM him on Twitter at Brian Malonis. Yes, it's the promo about Navidad. Feliz Navidad, Brian. Okay. The year, the year is 1982. Can you believe it? Way back when. And we are going to Georgia Championship Wrestling on WTBS. With Freddie Miller, Brian. You know, you're well aware of Freddie Miller. Freddie Miller. I know that Freddie Miller. Yeah, and he's he's got that hair. Sure. You'll see it in a second. <laughs> anyway, Freddie Miller is standing by with Buzz Sawyer, with Ivan Koloff, with Ole Anderson, and with Jolly Old St. Nick. Take a listen to this promo about nothing. We've heard about the big match later this month. What do you think about it? I think you better not pout. You better not cry. You better watch out. I'm telling you why. Because Santa Claus is coming to town. No, he's making a list. Checking it twice. See who's been naughty or nice. (laughs) Santa Claus is coming to town. He knows when you've been sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good, so you better be good for goodness sake. You better not pout. You better not cry. You better watch out. I'm telling you why. Because Santa Claus is coming to town. (laughs) Prophetic words indeed from three great wrestlers. And this Friday night, in fact, we'll see the greatest of them in this very, very special no holds barred Christmas Eve reindeer elimination special. That's right. This match is totally unsanctioned. And frankly, I've never seen anything like it before in the squared circle. And now, ho, ho, ho. Here he is, the man to beat in this Friday's competition. He recently stopped by the television sports arena and had this to say. You bet I'm coming to town. You bet your boots I'm coming to town. So you better watch it. Because I'll see you when you're sleeping. I'll see you when you're awake. I'll see you when you're bad and good. And I'm going to break your face. It's going to be messy. You watch it. You ever been in a tag team match with a reindeer? So you stay out of my way. Because Santa Claus is coming to town. And you're on my list, pal. You and Mongo and Freddie Miller and Dasher and Dancer and Blitzen and all of you. So just watch out when you see the sleigh coming. Because I'm going to get all of you. 
Ladies and gentlemen, direct from the top of the world to your living room, it's St. Nick, the big man in red. December 24th, Friday evening, the Bearded Wonder takes on the entire world in a match guaranteed to last all night. Santa Claus is coming to town. Don't miss it. Be there. Because I'm coming to town. Be there. So yeah, Brian, he's coming to town. And he's gonna break your face. You know, you know, Mike Mills. I just gotta, I gotta hand it to Mike Mills. He's so right. The, uh, you know, Southern wrestling. They didn't, they didn't do that hokey bullshit down there, man. They were just, you know, it was just serious wrestling all the time. You know, great promos, hard work, no hokey, gimmicky, stupid bullshit ever. Uh, you know. <laughs> He's exactly right. You know, Southern wrestling was where it's at, and no further proof of of uh, you know what epitomizes Southern wrestling than than this right here. I'd say, "Hokey horseshit" is the quote from Mike Mills. Yeah, well, I mean, what, what's hokey about this, Mike? What's hokey about this? <laughs> this is hokey reindeer shit. If we're really <laughs> honest, <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. It's kind of weird for 1982, right? These three guys. Uh, Ole Anderson, uh, Ivan Koloff, Buzz Sawyer, three heels. And they're taking part in this very strange uh, promo for basically for Christmas, uh, reciting Santa Claus is coming to town. It's very weird, especially for this time. Yeah, it's, it's, it is very, very unusual. 1982. So this is even before the era of the, as, as, Mike, as Mike Mills always likes to put it, the, the hokey horseshit from, from WWE and Northern Wrestling, uh, even before those days. So <laughs> who was under the Santa Claus outfit? I, I don't know. I'm, I think it might be one of the Moondogs. Or I, I, my first thought was, was uh, – Dick Murdoch, but I don't. I don't think so. It's if anyone else there knows. If you want to watch the video, uh, it's obviously in the uh, description of the episode here. If you want to go back and watch, and if anybody out there knows, maybe Mike Mills himself would know who is playing Santa here. But I, I mean, my my takeaway. I looked. I looked at the roster at the time. I think maybe one of the Moon Dogs, but I'm not sure on that. Yeah. Well, it stunk. So. <laughs> it's, do we want to run down the card for the for the twenty fourth? <laughs> I did see First, what, what uh, Ole Anderson versus Rudolph was at one of the matches. <laughs> one of them, one of them was it's Old Saint Nick versus the entire world. This match is guaranteed to last all night. Uh, a special harness match hmm. between Donner, Blitzen, Comet, and Cupid. It also says in small print, a whole lot of elves sort of thrown in there together. Hmm. And it's and it's Ole Anderson. Yes, it's Ole Anderson plus Ivan Koloff and Buzz Sawyer against Rudolph. Three oh. on one. Wow, three on one handicap match. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good stuff. And it's said in parentheses, Rudolph, a defenseless reindeer. <laughs> well, you know, this is the type of stuff that really puts butts in seats. It certainly does, and it's a uh, <laughs> very um, strange and uh, you know a little cute something to share on the uh, holiday season. I actually found this on Ryan Satin's Twitter. Ryan Satin, uh, the guy from Pro Wrestling Sheet, he's a dirt sheet rider, if you will, but he shared this a few days ago, and I really got a kick out of it, so I wanted to share it with everyone here, and thanks to Ryan Satin for you know getting that video up there. I didn't see it anywhere else, so uh, thank you to Ryan Satin for getting that up there, and uh, yeah, very interesting, very strange, 1982. Kind of weird. Weird and wild stuff. 
Weird, weird, wild stuff. You heard this promo about nothing. Once again, if you want the full picture, find the link to the video in the description of this episode or at the WPAN.com. All right, Brian, uh, I want to make sure to get a thank you to the powers that be that allowed us to play portions of Tommaso Ciampa's interview from a couple of years ago. Who, me? I, I, are you the power that power that be? <laughs> No, well, Tommaso, Tommaso Ciampa gave us the the okay to uh, go ahead and release this interview, and and, and again, it was done. Um, you know, you have to understand why why we why we stowed it away for so long, and and why he uh, was okay with it now. Um, you know, it was done before before he was um, you know signed to WWE, and was you know there there may be so, there's obviously some omissions <laughs> in this, right. but you know. Um, now that he's obviously well established and yeah, he's okay with us sharing, you know, certain portions of it with the world, and uh, very cool, very thankful to Tommaso for uh, for letting us uh, share some of his fun stories from the, the the times that we spent with him, really. Yeah, and uh, you know, happy holidays, Merry Christmas to Tommaso Champ, and Merry Christmas to you, Kingpin. Thank you, you too, buddy. All right, we'll be back here next week, next Monday, for episode one forty one of the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. Till then, he is the Kingpin Brian Malonis. I'm Mike Crockett for Donner, Blitzen, and the sleeping baby in the next room. Big ups to Mucko, and thanks for nothing. 